Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast, Pods and Shaw. Today we're here with Owen Smith and Daniel Wallace. How are you guys? Doing good, doing good. Yeah, I'm doing good, thank you. Cool. In today's podcast, we'll be reviewing Winter's Bone by Deborah Granick. So, what's your guys' first thoughts on the movie itself? Uh, I, I really liked it. I thought for an independent film, it was really well made. Uh, I quite like the pacing of it as well. I thought yeah. it was really well paced. And yeah, just, just um, generally pretty good. What would you say your favourite scene is in Winter's Bone? Uh, I, I really like the opening scene because it just establishes kind of like her world and kind of like in the rough conditions they live in. So I thought, yeah, that was good. Is there anything specific around the first scene that you liked? Like the, I don't know, the different type of angles they did, something that like... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I really like the cinematography because also kind of the colour schemes because it was very kind of... It was kind of like uh, yeah, dominantly like blue color schemes. So I thought that kind of like represents like the coldness or whatever. So yeah, yeah I, I thought yeah. I, I thought yeah, generally really good. And it did show how dull the scene is. What about you, Owen? What's your what's your first? Well, I have to say like I don't even want to say anything that Dad's said, but like I really enjoyed it. I feel like without spoiling anything, they told the story in a really unique way, and it, was, it had a really good effect in the end. Um, yeah, same with I, I really uh, Daniel. What, what would your favorite scene be? Hmm. I liked the sort of sequence of her just going house to house trying to find her dad. I like some really good uh, filming techniques we used there, and mm-hmm. you know, really good use of uh, sound, music, cinematography. Like it, it, was, it was really good all together. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And um, favorite character? Oh, uh, uh, oh, and you go. Probably the lead, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's, um, what's her name? Jennifer Je- Je- Lawrence's character, well, well, whatever her name is. Re, Re. Re, Re. Yeah, I uh, I really liked uh, the dad, played by John Hawkes. Uh, oh no, not, not the dad, sorry, Teardrop. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, that, that dies, but okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah. yeah, I really like the character of Teardrop just because uh, kind of like, how rough and just yeah. yeah, I thought it was very well acted. Uh, Finley, what what was uh, um, what about you? What, what was your what was your opinions of it? Yeah, I thought it was really good for an independent film. Um, with the first sequence opening up, letting us know that you know the uh, we're we're going to be into going into like Americans hillbillies like area, like what they do and what the scenery is like. How it's all like cold and sort of dull it's dark colors there's not many like colorful colors in it and it's like but that's how they live in a way so it was quite good uh opening the scene to that and then us letting us the audience see uh what we're going to be watching and see how it turns out yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do, do you have a do you have a favorite scene based off that or um it's quite hard but i would probably say uh when uh ray played by Jennifer Lawrence, finds her dad. I feel like that was really, um, I can't think of the right word other than intent, but like, mm. it was it was quite quite eye-opening for a scene because obviously she was going around to find her father and she obviously finds him dead in the water and she has to cut off his hand, which obviously is like a- Yeah, it was, a it was pretty powerful, yeah. Pretty powerful scene in my opinion. I- 
Uh, so yeah, this film was actually nominated for Best Picture. Uh, well, well, yeah, nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture in 2010. That's pretty good for an um, actually. Mm. So with uh, having a budget of around $2 million, how do you think they've worked around that money to make Winterspoon the movie now? Really well, I think. Like, obviously they um, didn't spend that much money on the uh, actors because Jeff Lawrence at the time wasn't that big a star. Yeah. But, um, like, the, the, it's really good quality as well. Like, I don't know what cameras they use, but it, it looked amazing. Like, obviously, that they use a very talented cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Very Actually, minimalist soundtrack. Fact, the cinematographer is called Michael McDonough. Interesting fact. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> great. Um, anyway. But <laughs> I also want uh, to give a point on uh, kind of the, the budget, because it was actually from digitally, which is, like, that, that could be... Yeah, that can be expensive. Yeah, but I think that, that that was pretty brave for a. Well, actually, well, it was probably cheaper than film at that time. But I think kind of generally, like I mean, like is more expensive. If you think about it, realistically, there's not a lot of apart from the cameras, not a lot of high quality stuff like in the film. Like yeah. the sets are minimal. The the, the, the there's little to you no know, music. I yeah, think, I think that's, and, and that and that's why the story shines like it's it's so like um prevalent there. It, it, yeah. nothing else distracts you you're focused on the story clever that they use digital because yeah. I think it gives the film kind of an overall more grainy feel so yeah I think I think that using digital was uh, a really like good choice from the director and going on to Mizon scene how do you think Winter's Burn has adapted to that well I don't think it was as prevalent in the film like Obviously, they had to create the sort of look of an old hillbilly uh, community. They cast out from society. But I feel like... I feel, I feel like that, that it wasn't their main priority when making the films. I feel like they were more focused on the cinematography and the character and the story itself. But the, 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 then there were, like, um, what's it called? Nuances in the, in the yeah, set pieces had, like, you know, broken and rusting pans and pots and, like, a mm. like sort of disintegrating house. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that's all... There's the, the little details really effective. I mean, to expand on that, like, I do think they obviously looked into the actors to make them, make the spectators feel that you're in, like, I think it was Ohio or Minnesota or something like that. Um, it was, like, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but the... The scene at the start when uh, she West Virginia, sorry, West Virginia. Oh, it yeah. was it was in Missouri. Missouri. It was in, it was in yeah, Missouri. but like yeah, the actual place called West West Virginia. Okay, yeah. So no, um, it was it was in the, the scene. The scene where um, she got the box of tin, the tin out of the fridge and said, "I think she said something like it's better that, than that, that's all we have. That that's all we have. That would do. Sort of gives a feel that like it's." They're, they're sort of poor and unstable, but like, you know, they're, they're not obviously rich and they don't have a big house. Obviously, the, they're sleeping on sofas, they don't have bedrooms. And um, and with like just the things the kids do in the first scene. So just, I don't know, skateboarding, have random kittens, pick up dogs off the road. Um, you know, uh, t- what were the cars they used in it? Um, like they old sort of rusting toad, cars. Rusting cars, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and showing like sort of um how a lot of them go to like ball races or ball or uh, I don't know, ball 
Oh, like, do you mean those um, sort of like auctions? Contest. Auction, yeah. Ball, auctions, ball, like the, the auction for farm animals that are like yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that sort of gives the impression that like you don't really see that many other places in like places in the countryside or, you know. I mean, like that, so it, it really comes across like as a place you just don't want to be at. Like, exactly. Obviously, yeah. if you if you live in a place like that, that's like, that's like something. It's, it's always quite, yeah, yeah, it's quite personal. But like yeah. to anyone else, it just seems the most like poverty stricken sort of. Yeah, it kind of it kind of seems just don't be welcoming. It just seems very unwelcoming mm. to just anyone. Yeah. Who, who Especially in that um, first shot of the um, was, I think we talked about it earlier, just how like all these like dead trees and like, exactly yeah. like mouldy mm. caravans. Just it's almost like very um, what's it called. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of I mean, thick and yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it, it's probably yeah. got to do with like if you are born there and you're born into like the community, the community have everyone's backs and a community know everything that goes on. So when you if you like move there or something, you would feel unwelcome because you're not part of the community yet, and they all like they all let around rumors yeah. and stuff like that. Mm. Like um, I think I think the, the, it was very much implied that they don't like police. Oh, and they like, yeah. and it's, it's just like, it's 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 not very yeah, it's very protective. They're very protective of themselves. Very defensive. Exactly, especially um, what's it when uh, Ray Jennifer Lawrence um came into the police station, and or oh, Ray whatever, and she came into the police station, <laughs> and she gave back. I think it's the dad's arms, but um, hey, it was the arms, yeah. The arms, but she here the, the police officer was like, "Oh, uh, don't don't doesn't I wasn't backing down because of him. I was backing down because you were there, whatever." And she was like, uh, "He was like, don't tell anyone." He's like, "I I would definitely not tell you anything." So it sort of seems like they see they see the police as a definite en- enemy because obviously about like bounty hunters and because around there they they were doing like cooking meth and. Anything that, like that limits them of their freedom, they don't like. Exactly. The it's, only thing that limits yeah. them. And then, obviously, it's like a big enemy to them. Mm. They're, they're, they're living their version of the American dream of freedom, uh, freedom you know, yeah. family, but like at what sort of cost? Exactly. Like, for example, like, yes, they have freedom, but Reese's dad died trying to cook, you know, meth to just make money. Like, mm. it's, yeah, mm. it's. It's, it's, it's true. Like this is probably happening now. And what was it? Where Minnesota? What, what, yeah. what was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. 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 Same thing. Yeah. Um, I'll probably. <laughs> uh, what else can we talk about? Um. What do you guys think of the um use of sound? Like all, all the soundtrack they used. Like, do you think I it's like, like actually the story? Fun point. I really like how they used um. Just the the natural surroundings of like oh I what did you say was it like a stage sound or something where like mm. uh, where you just all you hear is basically you know grass crunching tree the wind going past you know very diegetic heavy sound exactly yeah I thought I thought um, kind of the lack of the lack of soundtrack really kind of made you feel like you were there or kind exactly. of like yeah it, kind it definitely of like, reminded oh sorry sorry you guys sorry. Yeah, it kind of like makes it more atmospheric, really. Just like you know. it's, it more relates to like real life, in my opinion. It reminds me. I, I don't know if you guys have seen um, No Country for Old Men. I don't know if you've no, seen that. No, I no. So in that film, there's no soundtrack at all. 
Yeah. And it's actually pretty similar to the sort of environment, like sort of very cowboy like cowboy, types. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. And it, again, having no soundtrack of that was really good. I really like liked how they use it. And it's the same here. Personally, I think it worked. I think Winter, if Winter's Bed had no soundtrack, it'll be a bit it wouldn't be as effective for some yeah, guy that had I a bit of I, See, I think it would have worked better if it had no soundtrack. No. I think it would have kind of immersed you more in a world of kind of... Because it's not it's not meant to be glamorised. The whole point of the film is to show this kind of unglamorised, kind of rough, broken down version of America. So I think adding any sort of kind of artificial sound, if that makes sense, or like kind of... Because even, even like with the lighting or like just how how it was filmed it's it's all very gritty throughout yeah i mean so the I think, lighting I think... the lighting was mainly like candles and lamps that are like there not like artificial like, it was artificial lighting to be honest, and i mean i think they should have used more of the soundtrack or like the song types they used at the start you know in the other sequence when it's just the woman's voice and no yeah soundtrack. i mean the, that yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that, that, that's, that's really... something i think they should more often yeah for like that that was like weirdly haunting yeah okay yeah that, that, yeah that was that was yeah yeah that was pretty that effective was i guess but and and it sort of gave us an idea of because they played it at the start of the first scene it sort of gave us an idea of where they were because you know she had a certain accent and you could tell they're sort of down south or uh they're like in the countryside because it was like more over to like country kind of music so it sort of set the scene with the music in my opinion hmm. it, it definitely uh made a um, a more melancholic atmosphere. I, 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 melancholic? Yeah. yeah, yeah, me, yeah. Me, melancholic atmosphere. Yeah, it really does. It's, it's very distinct. Yeah. It, 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 compared to, you know, like Inception, the film came yeah. out the same year. Yeah. It, they, the, those films won't be like any more different in terms of their presentation. And it, that's yeah. why. I mean, I mean obviously, it stands out so a much massive part with that because there's just like, like independent versus. Hollywood is going to be a big difference, but mm. I also th- I still think this film was helped by it was based off a novel in two thousand and six, also called Winter's Bone. So I think that probably helps it because it's more, <laughs> it's got more of like a storytelling aspect to it. So it's, it, you can kind of mm. like you can kind of I don't know really how to say it. Uh, it's it, more it, it, like it, it, it wasn't earth, completely independent. Yeah, it's yeah. more it's more down to earth. So I think it's good that it had some sort of source material to base it off. Well, I mean, that's what so, most yeah. independent film are. They're like more. I mean, real I'm looking at it now. Low budget. Um, it obviously like I don't know if I saw the credit at the start. It says Winter's Bone Productions. I don't know what I, I'm looking at now. They have one credit, and that's Winter's Bone. So, so I think they obviously had a bit more backing from other people to create their own company. So, but that's mm. they had a bit more sort of like critic control over oh, that wow, film. Okay. Yeah, so I think that's why the production is so high budget. Yeah. For for mm. a film that's two million. Um. So going into like uh, the directors, you know, directing through the movie. Have you heard of Deborah Granick? No. No. Not heard no, of her no. movies. No. Actually, the first film I saw on her. I actually, what, I'll, I'll look up now. So I'm I'm on her right now. She's made a few. A few movies. Uh, Leave No Trace. Leave No Trace. I'm not sure what that's about. Down but... to the Bone. Another, another Bone film. Another and she's done film. predominantly independent films, I see. She Most hasn't actually... Films, yeah. She hasn't branched into kind of the blockbuster kind of Hollywood market, which is no. quite interesting, actually. <laughs> and, and what do you think of the acting with the people? Did they really... The kids know, did so well. Um, yeah, do you think they really, like, 
drew you in from their acting and to think that they're obviously in a hillbilly country and you know um, I feel like some of those people weren't actually actors I feel like they actually pulled them or had like background having real people from the area makes it just seem a lot more real to the spectator in my opinion like obviously having an actor is really good and if they can do it obviously they make it look exactly the same but you know um with the production wise if you have someone who's from the area who knows around what to do and stuff they can always input with the director to make it mm. seem a lot more real to real life almost seeming like a documentary kind yeah of and i think i think kind of even the actors that weren't even from the area did a, like, a really good job like um whoever it was that played her friend uh who's like oh, your yeah, mother yeah. i think yeah, she was yeah. really good uh throughout because it kind of she kind of like represented the the life that Rhi could have had, or kind of, I guess, kind of the more motherly nature of her. Because obviously she's got to look after her siblings, but then her friend is looking after her actual son. So it's kind of they're both taking on like motherly roles at a young age, and it kind of shows like the responsibility they've got to take up. Very good dynamic yeah. between the two. Like, it's, 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 yeah, weird, yeah, yeah. it's a weird sort of um, reality for. But I think I think the chemistry between the two actors is really really good as well. Mm. Um, what, what would you say about the plot what's your opinions on how the plot has run through I mean initially I liked how there's not really a big reveal at the end like we're, we're, we're pretty much told that her dad was dead from like halfway through and that's what happened he was dead mm. but the more I think about it now it, it kind of makes it a bit more forgettable in my opinion yeah. I feel like this well, day- I, I guess I guess the film kind of leaves you constantly guessing because mm. you, you, you kind of see these people as like not really trustworthy, but then you, you're basically introduced to them and they're saying all these things about her dad or whatever. And then eventually like you realise what they're saying is true. But I think what, what the film kind of attempts to do is make you kind of question whether they're like leading her off the, off the right track or if they're actually mm. trying to help her in the, in the end, really. I, I, I'm really conflicted about the ending, honestly. Like, I, 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 the more I think about it, the more I'm sort of like, maybe they should have kept us guessing a little bit more. And maybe yeah. like had them make, I think that they had some opportunity to make the characters more untrustworthy and seem more distant from me. I think they just didn't do that. I, felt like I mean, they, 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 I mean, if they, they if they made, if those two people that live near uh, Re, um take the kids away, I feel like it would add a bit more um, drama drama into it because obviously she would be trying to fight them back and obviously trying to get her siblings back um but yeah it's weird towards the end i never really felt any sort of threat i feel like Mm. oh it's just at this point it's gonna be like back to normal at the end yeah they kind of like set it up at the start of the film yeah, I feel like the film could have benefited from a more kind of negative ending just to really like mm. go through the message of kind of, I guess, like mainly trust, really. It's more really about trust than anything else, I think. It's like yeah. the main theme I of lo- the film. Again, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys for like your opinions on this, but technically the film starts, the film ends how the film starts. They're in There's the same two. place. Nothing else has changed. Nothing Was that changed. good in terms of like, did any development actually happen? Was it, like, sort of pointless in the end? Or was it just quite effective in sort of um, a sort of message? 
Like, well, in my opinion, it felt, just felt a bit like a, I don't know, you could say it feels like a bit of like a, a hill that you, you start and you go all the way up and then it gets to the point where they find out that they're mm-hmm. at the top of the hill is like where she finds out her dad and it just goes back down to the bottom. And then that's when it's just back to normal. It's like they've just gone in a loop, in a circle. Uh, I guess that also kind of plays into like narrative structures as well, because obviously yeah. it's a very, it's a very kind of like circular narrative as well, and it kind of, yeah. So I, th- I, I don't, I didn't like it personally. I, do, I think there should have been more development and kind of a big, or like some sort of consequence in the end, because that's another thing. She never, like, no one really gets what the. Like no one really pays for what they've done by the end. Also, like, I, even the people that beat. I feel like, like on, just, on that point, brain. actually, on that point, the people who beat her up initially, they came back to help her. I mm. obviously I've never had this experience in my life. But I feel like the, <laughs> when they beat her up, that it sort of came across as they're, they're quite sort of like unforgiving. Mm. Again, yeah. like I said earlier, like defensive. So why would they come back to help her? Exactly. Like, it's, yeah, it's really, like, I think I think it's got to do with redemption. Really, I think they kind of. Because it's like they obviously they do evil like by beating her up, but I think kind of it's just maybe like realizing what they've done and just and kind also, of paying that back. Also describing like they didn't really describe why that one person was so important or didn't you couldn't see him otherwise you would get like beat up just like her though. I, I, I like. Feel like should, I feel like they should have just explained it a little bit more because I was a bit like he just. To me, he's just an old man who goes to bull auctions and he just walks back from home. But Why I like how she get beaten up for it. I like how insi- insignificant they portray the characters. In, in the grand yeah. scheme of things, they do not matter to the rest of the country, and that's what I like. Yeah. I feel like that's why. And also, I think. Wait, for you, did you say that um, they they beat her up because of she followed that guy into the bull thing? Yeah. Well, the, 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 yeah. I mean, it's because she. She went to the house beforehand. It was the second time. Yeah, but no. you, yeah. But I feel like I mean, um, it's very good it? how sort of little the characters really matters. Yeah, I mean, when you were talking about um, how the people that beat her up came to help her, you could say how why Teardrop came and helped her. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, he found out that he was dead, but, but like, Teardrop didn't nearly beat her to death. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But like, why would why would he just want to help as soon as as she as she finds as he finds out that he's dead, like maybe he wanted something or or some of his wealth. I don't know. Hmm. So it's, a, it's a good point to think about, actually. Mm. But anyway, I feel like we we just want twenty minutes now. So I guess let's finish off with out of ten. How would you rate it? I would give it. <laughs> I'd give it a six out of ten. Six. Unfortunately, yeah, it's not my. It, it wasn't like, my yeah. style of film. Oh. Okay, uh, Daniel, what about you? Uh, probably a six or seven, actually. I mean, I like, I, obviously, I praise it for being an independent film, but I just, I think there's there's too many things that just don't work together, and the, kind of the ending just fell a bit flat for me. I would I would say a seven for me. It's, yeah. I, it's I I just loved how the cinematography in the film. I I, I thought and the sound, mm. and that yeah. <laughs> it's it's a bit shallow we say, but I think that kind of swayed me over from the sort of very um quite like almost messy plot at times i think that's going to be the end of the podcast pods and sure uh with owen smith and daniel wallace thanks you guys for joining it's been great it's been good. and uh really good opinions on the movie and uh reviews and um 
I'd love to get you on here again. Um, sometime. This isn't your podcast. This is our podcast. So I always clean this. <laughs> How dare you? I, I, I already put a trademark on it. <laughs> you ain't going okay, to uh, bye. Sure. See ya. Bye.